Hello, this is Joe McGee. Welcome to our podcast. Make sure that you subscribe and please share the podcast with your friends. That is the number one way you can help us reach people with God's love and healing. We love you guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Joe and Angel. Welcome to another Mailbag Monday where Angel and I take time and answer questions you've sent in. And we've got a ton of them, so we're trying to pick out what we think the best one. So let's just jump in, Angel, see what we've got today. All right, Joe. When we sin or fall short, how do we get back into God's good graces? Uh, you repent. The Bible says the righteous fall seven times a day, but they get back up. Uh, where they're getting back up, people. There are no perfect people. They don't exist. There are no perfect parents. There are no perfect kids, no perfect teenagers. There are people who fall in and get back up. So Bob says, come boldly to the throne of grace, get mercy, help in time of need. What do you need? Mercy, which I've sinned on purpose. What do you need? I need mercy. And so remember blind Bartimaeus on the side of the road? Been blind from birth. But he hears that healing rabbis coming down the road. And he says, what's all that noise? What's that noise? Well, that healing rabbi's coming. Who? Yes, yeah, his name's Jesus. He heals people. And so he, blind Bartimaeus starts to scream. He screams, mercy, son of David, have mercy. And the Bible says, Jesus stopped in his tracks, went over to him and said, what can I do for you, blind man? Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He got a new set of eyeballs that day. So it's a great thing. It is. And it's, and it's, uh, Fortunately, God has made it easy for us to get yes. to him. And so, uh, so. Well, the devil's a liar. He wants you to. I must not even got saved. I don't even think I'm saved. I, I got saved, you know, when I was 12. And so uh, when I was 21, I got saved again. I really got legitimately saved spirit filled. And I got water baptized three times one summer. And the pastor, what are you doing up here? Well, I don't think it took. So he baptized me twice. A month later, I'm back up there again. He said, what are you doing here? I don't think it took. He said, it took. This is the last time I baptized you. That's it. And so the devil's always messing with, well, it's not right. God doesn't love me. I'm a sinner. God loves sinners. Jesus died for sinners, not for saints. There were no saints. God sent his son to die for sinners. The world's full of sinners. And so God knows where we're at. He knows what we're going through. And the Bible says, again, you fall seven times, you get back up. What am I do if I sin? Repent, yeah. get your hand back on the plow, start moving again. Because the devil's going to try to accuse you. Stay out of your past. Uh, we teach them, we teach about marriage, about what couples do. Don't ever go in your spouse's past. That's cheating. You always, you never, you should have, you could have. Don't do that. They don't have a time machine. They can't change their past. Go into the future. Hey, I think we can do this better. I think we're going to do this different next time. Stay in the future, stay out of the past. Nobody can go into the past. So the devil wants to drag you to your past. Well, I know what you did. God does, but I repented. And in heaven, the books of heaven, all the days of my life, there's a book with my name on it. All the days of my life, I've written that book. You open that book up, it's soaked in blood. You can't read it because I've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus because I repented of that sin. And I repented of that sin. Well, how many times can you repent? I don't know. How many times can you sin? So you keep growing. You're growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. It's not a one-time thing. No, it's a daily thing. Yes. Um, I think you covered that pretty good. Yes, I did. I'm going to move on to the next question, which is, my wife doesn't trust me. I get it because she had a failed marriage previously, but I'm not her previous husband. It's almost like she's expecting me to fail her. We're fighting all the time, and I just don't see how I can get how it can get better. 
having had a failed marriage, um, I understand that because it becomes very hard when your trust has been broken like that to trust again. Now, for me, fortunately, I mean, I had many years, 12 years to work through that. But uh, to be honest with you, it would have been hard. I don't know that I would have ever married unless, uh, but I knew Joe. I knew his history. I knew his reputation. I knew he was a godly man. I don't, I don't know that I could have ever opened myself up to somebody other than that, than like that. Uh, but, uh, cause he saved me for you. <laughs> it's the truth. And, uh, it's the truth back, back at you too. Yeah. So, um, but I would honestly, to be honest with you, because that is such a deep wound and such a trigger for people. I would go to counseling over that yeah. because I think that is something that, she needs to work through. There's probably not much you can do because this is this is a matter of the heart, and this is just a deep wound that you didn't cause, but you're getting the results of it, and that's that's not fair. And so uh, I would just highly recommend that you probably go to your pastor and uh, get some some help on that. Well, everybody's been through it to some degree. I remember when uh, I was first married, uh, my wife and. She had dated like 17 different guys. She was the hot date in school. Everybody wanted to date her. She's very attractive. Her brother played for Chicago Cub, very good athletic family. And so I'm the sort of the doofus. And so <laughs> she's the first one I've ever dated, first one I ever kissed. And so I was in radically jealous first three years of our marriage. Drove our marriage nuts. Drove her nuts. I was so jealous. Well, I finally got spirit-filled, got born again spirit-filled, and God got to deal with me. And uh, I wrote her a letter one day, and I told her personally, but I wrote her a letter and said, you know, um, I, I'm sorry for the way I've done, the way I've acted. Uh, you're not God. <laughs> you know, I didn't make God. And said, I don't care where you go, who you talk to, who you talk to on the phone. I'm not going to ask you any questions. Uh, you're my gift from God, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act like it. And so if you're going to mess up, you're going to mess up, but I'm not going to follow around like a private detective to check on you because that'll drive me nuts. That is no way to live. I, I'm not the private detective, so I'm going to assume the best. Right. So if you want to mess up, go ahead and mess up. It's not going to bother me. We end up divorced. We end up divorced, but it's not going to bother me. I got God. God's my rear guard, my high tower. God loves you just like I am. I'm going to love you. And if you'd like to receive that, I think it'll be a great deal. And so it changed our marriage forever. Why? We're not jealous. I got to follow you around. I don't care who you talk to. And if you mess up, you mess up. You need to, that's between you and God. You need to repent. But I'm not going to, I'm not the detective. I'm not the, I'm not the spy guy. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lose my life trying to hold on to something because only God can hold somebody. Only God can do that. So. And I, I have often said, I think, Two of the most wasted emotions are worry and jealousy because they don't, they don't get you, you know, there's nothing to gain from it. If, if your spouse is going to cheat, all the worry and jealousy in the world is not going to change that. that. matters of the heart. And so, uh, I really think it, you know, is I've spent times in my life where I've worried and I've been jealous too. Uh, but it was wasted. Yep. Because yeah. 
You're not God. Yeah, I can't control you. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I want to go stupid. Go ahead, but I'm staying right here. Exactly. So anyway, I would just really encourage her to get some help. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm done. We have four kids, and I don't want any more. But my husband has always dreamed of a large family. How do we compromise? (laughs) Well, four kids seems like a large family to me these days. But go ahead. I only have two, so you probably are better equipped to answer that and not me. Well, uh, the wife has the final say-so. She's the one who's going to be carrying them, pushing them out, nursing them. Mama has the final say-so, not dad. She's the one that's going to bear that child and nurse that child. Um, in almost all single families, the majority of all single families are headed by moms, not dads. Dads leave, get them another woman. Mom's there with a the child. So mom has a final decision on this. Right. Uh, she's only once four. That's it. Stick a sock in it, <laughs> put a plug in it. You got four to enjoy every single one of them. Uh, and you're going to have to understand, they'll probably get married if they like that family with four. They're probably going to get married and have a ton of kids themselves. We got somebody, we had a picture of Christmas card. Had a, I have a friend that oh, has. Twelve children. Yes. They've all married, and now they've all had grandchildren. And how many, like 36 grandchildren? Yeah, one's got six kids, one's got five kids, two have four kids. They wanted to duplicate because they have great memories of a big family. But if you're always fighting and straining them something, ah, that's not good. So uh, just be patient, get you some grandkids. So go off on one's four, that's it. That's it. And things change. You know, go along, and all of a sudden, one day she can just come up and say, hey, you know, I think I'd like to have another baby. You got to be kidding. Because <laughs> stranger things have happened. But if your wife only wants four, that's it. Well, and I didn't think I could have children. Yep. I, I, I was married 10 years before I had. Yeah, well, we never son. tell that side of the story very often, but yeah. yeah. And um, so both of my children were just a big time miracle. Yep. And um, so I just love every minute that I get to spend with them. But um so, you know, sometimes, uh, you, you know, I knew when my daughter came that that was it, that, that our family was full. Yep. And, uh, but, uh, you know, great memories, great mom, great dad, great memories with two kids, very full, full life, still a full life. Oh, and they're best, best friends. Yes. And, uh, so they work together. They, <laughs> and they're married. They're both married, yeah. but, uh, and very different, but very close. Yes, they are. So, so, um, but I enjoy the ones that you got. And, yep. and if your husband wants more and God hasn't put it in your heart to do, you, you know, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do something I'd get bitter over later. Nope. And nope. So, Whoever's full. Yeah. So You're real simple. And if you were sitting here, I'd say the same thing. We've told couples, she don't want any more. That's it. She's the one carrying them. That's it. There's, it's a two-sided deal, and she got the majority of the vote. <laughs> yeah, because she, she, yeah, she's going to raise them, yeah. potty train them. Yeah, talk to them when they're older, talk to them about their kids. Yeah, uh, She'll always be a mother. She'll be a mom forever. Dad's going to be off taking a nap, working in the garden, watching the football game. It's very different. It is. So he must have lived in a long time, realized this is two different trails going two different directions. Well, and I don't think most fathers realize that the mother probably knows 
way more about your yeah, children, yeah. about how they, how they, if they look, have a certain look on their face, she can read it. Uh, she dads are oblivious. She knows everything that's gone on the, about their day, and yeah. you know, uh, it's just, it, it's just a different responsibility. Two different worlds. Yeah, it really is. But enjoy those kids, because I sure enjoy mine. I know. We love you guys. Hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, please send us your letters. Yes. And uh, thank you, partners, also. Yeah, we could not do this without our partners. No, we couldn't. So we were very, very grateful to you. Thank you so much. We love you. Have a wonderful week. God bless, guys. Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God can do in your life. It's got a great future for you and your family. We're here to help you get there. Please make sure you visit Joe McGee Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There you find all of our Friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family. While you're at it, be sure to visit JoeMcGee.com. We have all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it, all there to help you, your marriage, and your family succeed.